Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And today with today's guest, Anita, I promise you, it is going to be very expansive, very abundant because Anita, it's such an amazing embodiment of what does it look like and feel like when you step into that money abundance and really aligned your mindset with money. So I'm really, really excited to be diving in even deeper because Anita, my belief is that we all get to be rich. All good people get to be rich and abundant and have a life that is really true to us. So we can like shift the balance of the world that we are in right here, right now. Anita, I'm so excited to have you here today. I'm so grateful. Honestly, so grateful the introduction. I got full body chills. Oh, love that. So before we dive into the juicy money abundance topic, I love starting my podcast a little bit differently. So if you're open to it, I would love to take you on a small visual guided meditation journey. Just like, yes, that's my person. <laughs> love it, Anita. So grab your blanket, get comfortable in your chair. Yep, there we go. Just wrap yourself and get really comfortable, like taking deep breaths in through your nose. Breathing out, letting go of any expectation, anything that happened today. Breathing in, expanding into this present moment and releasing. Last deep breath in, breathing in all the possibilities and letting it all out for the universe to take care of all the details. And as you're relaxing in your body, you're feeling so comfortable, so soft, so safe. I would love to invite you to visualize a beautiful path through a garden in Costa Rica. It's a beautiful sunny day. There are birds chirping, the most colorful birds you have ever seen in your life, singing, flying around. And you're walking with your favorite morning drink around this beautiful, almost like a paradise looking like garden. And there is a little natural waterfall, just a tiny one. And you're walking towards it. Sit down, putting your feet in the water. In your heart, it's so filled with gratitude. 
so filled with awe. And if right now you could be there with anyone in the world, whether it's a live person or a person who transitioned, who you would love to share this paradise with, who you would love to sit there with and talk, who would that be? My twin sister. Oh, that is so beautiful. I love that. Such a deep connection. So Anita, I know that a beautiful waterfall in Costa Rica, it's probably nicer than sitting in front of the mic, but I would love to bring you slowly and gently back, knowing you can always revisit this beautiful paradise where you're feeling fulfilled and aligned. So when you're coming back, you're feeling even more aligned and energized and filled with smile. Yes, you are. How you're feeling? Oh my gosh, that was amazing. I'm buzzing. Keep <laughs> that buzzing there. Let's keep it buzzing, Anita. I love that. And I'm curious, why would you love to be there with your twin sister? Um, Just because I'm... She's an extension of me, you know, like such a, like a deep connection with my sister. It's like not somebody I always have to necessarily talk to, but just being. And I think sometimes we, when we think about hanging out with that specific person's conversations and stuff like that. But I think it's also more about just being able to hold space with somebody. And um, with my twin, we're very in sync. Like, so I really appreciate that. That's beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that and, and allowing us to come with you. So I'm super curious, you know, because I feel like when we embrace our journey and we start teaching things that are important to you, which you are teaching about, you know, mindset and money and abundance, why does it matter to you? Why is it important to you? Not that you get financially free, but you're sharing it with the world. Why does it matter? Um, I think it's because in the beginning it was about me just fulfilling that burning desire. And I had to really hold on to that. And if I could just thank God every day for one thing, it was that burning desire because I know some people, they, they, everyone has it, but sometimes we can't find it or we can't feel it. And so in the beginning it was, okay, uh, I really want really nice things. I want to travel and I want to, you know, live in places I've never been before. And then once I got to a place where I would receive some of those things, but I didn't really feel worthy of receiving those things. Um, and then it became a deeper level. And I realized that like, Anita, I know you're scared. I know this is a lot right now, but it's bigger than you. And so when it came to me breaking down my money blocks, I realized that this isn't about me. So I took myself out of the equation and what would happen is with my um, content, like all of my content that I was creating, I was transmuting energy of maybe somebody who's in my vortex, a family member, a friend who isn't receptive to this information, or maybe just isn't quite there. And I would accept that, but I would still use that energy to help somebody that's maybe your older sister, little sister, mother, um, daughter, son, and it just helps like elevate all of us. And there's, it's, it's one thing when you manifest your own things, but when you really help somebody else have that click or that moment, it's just like the most fulfilling. And I truly believe that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. Thank you. And I loved it. And I can really feel that, you know, like when we are really living in something that it's life-giving to us and we are really passionate about it, everybody can feel it because we are the spark, right? The spark that can bring it in other people. So anytime I'm wondering when, when people come to you, um, of course, like everybody's like, oh, I want more money. But what do you find is the most common, like limiting belief? What do you see? It's the biggest obstacle that it's really stopping people from manifesting the money and keeping them right like manifesting money and keeping them are two different things so let's look at those two please yeah i think they kind of intertangle once you really look at it but i think it's almost as if you have to go through the first block and then you can get deeper to the second one but what i see time and time again is just that it's not enough like i don't have enough you know i don't have enough time i don't have enough money i don't have enough opportunities you know, there's a recession, there's things that happen, there's not enough money. And when I think of even the word recession, I think of a collective thinking that there's not enough. And so even just going deeper on that, and when you do get the money, and which was the phase that I was also in, I would get the money, but then I would go back to where I started, or I'm a very tangible person. So I would like, I would put an extra $500 in my bank account or in my savings, but something would come up and that money would get taken out. And then I'm like, oh, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. So it was just like this constant proof that there wasn't enough, but really it was me telling me that I'm not enough. Hmm. That I can't stop working because I don't have enough. And so once I became conscious of that story and I said, you know what? I'm enough right now. Whether if I had all of my bills paid, I would be so grateful, <laughs> but I'm also okay. If they don't, if they aren't, or if I don't make enough or what numbers in my bank account. And I really just started to detach from that. And once I was able to detach from that, that is when one, I started to attract more people who were also conscious of this. And I just started to see abundance in all different ways, not only like opportunities, but like people, like random checks in the mail, like deposits. Even when I was driving for Postmates, like some guy... I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. And he gives me $50. Like there's just so many like things where I'm like, this is a miracle. Mm-hmm. But it was just really amplifying the belief that I was enough. Mm, that is so powerful. And I truly believe that it all starts with that, like really feeling enough and worthy. And I remember like, it was six years ago on a mastermind and we had like Les Brown there and Jay Shetty. And I was in such a beautiful, like elevated space, you know, and I was speaking with um, one of my dear friends who is also in a mastermind and we were talking and, and, and we had the similar conversation and I told him, I don't feel enough, mm-hmm. you know? And, and he said, okay, can you go from here to there? I'm like, yeah. And so I went and like, he's crazy. Why is he telling me to like do a few steps? And then he was like, turn around and come back. And I came back and he was like, you see, you're enough. Mm-hmm. You're enough to walk this path. Mm-hmm. And it made me cry and so emotional. So for those who are listening and they're like, wow, I really deeply resonate with this. And just saying I'm enough doesn't help, right? Because sometimes it's like people are like, oh, do affirmations. And we don't believe them. You know, it's like, oh, I'm a millionaire. No, you're not. I'm enough. No, you're not. Like our, you know, mind is always talking back to us. So if we are not in that moment, in that place that we are fully embodying and feeling enough. And also what I want to pinpoint, it's this is not only in the beginning of your journey. 
Like I see this on my journey. I went from making like $1,800 of month, you know, like when I started my business to do multiple five figure months. And now I feel like, well, I'm not enough because I don't have a seven figures. It's like, so, you know, like can be so expensive. So how do we feel enough if we don't believe it yet? Is there an exercise or anything we can do? And she's like, so happy smiling. And also like, how can you expand in all these senior levels? Because I feel like, yeah, there is this beginning when you're like complete baby beginner and personal spiritual money development. And when you're like, okay, I know how I can make money. But then you somehow, like you said, you bring yourself on complete beginning back. Like, how is that even possible, right? So please take us through that. Yeah. So I have a five-step process. It's two, 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 as I say this right now. Yay. Yeah. So I get really excited about this again Thanks because you. it's something that I struggled with for so long. And with all the information that I gathered when I was open to it, it still wasn't like a step-by-step process. So that's why I like to give a step-by-step. But the five-step um, process is first, one, become aware. And we can't, like a lot of times we judge ourselves for not believing ourselves, like not believing in ourselves. But those are such beautiful gifts. And if you can really just sit down and look at those beliefs and either write them down, this is why talk therapy is so important because you're releasing it, you're looking at them, you're observing it. And those beliefs are so ingrained into our subconscious mind that sometimes we can't see, you know, what it is that's blocking us. So for example, the story might be, I don't have enough money for rent. And so when you look at that story, then the second step is to, to get um, really clear on where that story came from. And I really encourage people to try to think back to the ages zero to seven years old, because that's when we uh, are in the theta brainwave and we develop all of our beliefs. Um, it's kind of like when you date the same person over and over again until you break, <laughs> you break the cycle. Yeah, that, yep, yep, million times, not million, but yes. <laughs> but it's the same way with money. Like you get in the same pattern, same job um, over and over again. So if you get super clear on what the story is, right, and break it down, when is the first time that I believed that I wasn't enough? And so an example of mine, I was in um, the line for McDonald's when I was five years old with my mom. It was like, nine o'clock at night. And there's all of these like, you know, big meals and like the, you know, large sodas and large fries. But my mom said, Anita, you can't get that. We don't have enough. You have to get something from the dollar menu. So my mom didn't mean to ingrain that belief in me. So one, I just want to point that out for any mothers out there. And then two, it was just something that I developed on my own. So me being able to go back there and write that down um, and look at it and release all of the beliefs that I've like um, developed from there and know that that's not true, right? My mom didn't say that because she wanted, she wanted me to be limited. Um, and then the third step is where most people miss, which is acceptance. And so acceptance is the most powerful part. And honestly, this is something I'm, uh, I've been really, really incorporating for the past year because the first year I talked about it, but not hardly enough, um, is to go down the worst case scenario rabbit hole, right? Using rent as an example. What if I can't pay for my rent? What if I get kicked out? What if I have kids? What if I lose my kids? What if I'm out on the street? What if I don't have food? What if I die? 
So usually when I work with people, they get all the way down to the part where they have to go live with their parents. And I think that is so, um, like, I was just, I loved looking at that because one, we realize the subconscious belief that society has projected on us that like living with your parents is the worst case scenario, but it also probably triggers a lot of the stuff of where we've developed those beliefs, especially mm-hmm. if your parents still live in the same house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those triggers come back and I've like, I've worked with people who are working on their money mindset who now live with their parents like going through their shift, starting their business and they're buying their own house, but they have so much acceptance there. And from there, now they can start to build this new foundation and they're not fighting anymore. They're mm. feeling, I have a podcast episode on that one, but then from there, again, you have a clean slate. You're not scared of the worst case scenario anymore because you've already felt it. Um, and then for... Um, now you can think about all of the best case scenarios mm-hmm. and think about, you know, what would be the most expansive thing that just make me feel excited and motivated. And it's really helpful when you're, when you're kind of either writing this down or again, talking about it with somebody because we're unconscious that we block ourselves here because, well, I already have a nice house. Well, I already have that. Well, you know, uh, why would I need a vacation if I just went two months ago? And so our, our mind like will tell us of what's possible and try to distract distract us of what we really want. So being super, super honest with yourself is a uh, very like key in that step. And then the last step is to just take action. And so I talked about the cycle of me telling myself the same story over and over again. And going back to rent as an example um, is like looking at all of the possibilities. And usually um, like when you're creating money on demand, like rent is one of the number one ways that money manifests is because we don't know how we're going to get rent paid. We just know subconsciously, like because it's been programmed that this needs to get paid. And that's why it's like, the money shows up, whether it's the way that we want it to, or a way that we least expected mm-hmm. to. Maybe you're having to ask for assistance, whether it's from the government or your family members. But like, there is like always, always an option. And I think rent is a good place to start um, because you build your belief from there. And I've personally noticed that every single time that I've elevated my number of rent. Mm-hmm. Like I went from $600 to $1,200 to $3,200. And every time I did that, like my frequency, like my, the point of attraction was so much different. And so that's why I really get excited when people are manifesting a house. Cause it's, you're using that subconscious belief that's already been ingrained and you're like transmuting that energy. Mm, that is so powerful. And I'm so thankful you're sharing the steps. I'm like very visual. So I took like a note. I'm like, I gotta see that. That makes sense. And I'm wondering, you know, because sometimes what happens is when we are needy, we are pushing things away. Have you ever experienced it? Like versus like, and I love that you put there the the, the acceptance steps, you know, because th- there is a different energy when you're not in survivor, Anita, and you're like, well, I want to like make money for vacation or new bag, or I want to go to trip with, you know, my 
beloved one or friends, right? And that's different energy because you are like expanding versus when you need like money on demand, how do you create the money on demand that it comes from place of trust, surrender and alignment versus like, where's the money? I need the money. I need 3K for rent this month, right? Because you like expand that and you're like, how am I going to create more? How do you stay in that trust and surrender when there is the pressure of expansion and, you know, like needing more? Yeah, I think it goes back to, again, the acceptance, because, again, there are a lot of things that are online, especially if you do have children's and it's not just like children and it's not just you. Right. There's other people. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think that's the first route is always to go down that rabbit hole or else it's going to be so heavy on your conscious mm-hmm. that you can't even create. So until you have acceptance with whatever it is you're trying to resist, which is usually not always an experience, it's actually a feeling. So if you can get super clear on the feeling, which is like, well, if I can't pay rent and I got I get kicked out, I get evicted, I'm going to feel like a failure. Mm. But we have so much judgment around feeling like a failure that like we're amplifying it and we don't even know it. Mm. So if you can feel that, and it's kind of like when you think about something that's super cringe. I have so many times where I've been super cringe, foot in the mouth moments, and you feel that emotion all over again. It's the same thing with failure. You think about once a time that I felt failure and how can I start to feel safe here? And what that does is re- like rewire your nervous system. So now you're not waking up every single night worrying about something. Um, and if you are waking up every night worrying about something, uh, pay attention to those things. That This literally just happened to me two days ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm mad at myself for even feeling this. I'm a money mindset coach, X, Y, and Z. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is a cycle that I've been doing over and over again about what I was worrying about. And I felt it and I had an epiphany and everybody could see it, but me and it was just the most, it felt like a million dollars. So again, if you're in that pinch with the money and then two, um, just be super, super resourceful. Um, And like what were you just saying in the beginning of this is to look at not only all the ways that you can create it. And a lot of people say, don't worry about the how, which I do believe, but I also think it's a skill set. Like, because we've been programmed to worry about the how for so long. So what I usually do, if someone's just now starting this and they're just now becoming conscious that they can create money out in demand, think about all the ways that you can make it happen. Write it down, be resourceful and take action on those things. But also write a list of all the ways that it could happen without you physically working. And that expands your mind even more and your possibilities. And what I find is that every single time that I take intuitive action, which is, you know, the things that came up for me. And sometimes my intuitive action is like literally sit down and rest. Mm. And I'm like, I can't do that. But it's like almost as if you needed to do that in order for this blessing to pop up. So like take action here. And then I would get like a random check, X, Y, and Z. But the thing is, I can't tell you what your to-do list is. Only you know your answers. So that's why it's a skill set. Mm, I love that. And and I feel like, Anita, there is just so many things that you and me, we just align with, you know, with how we are teaching and doing things because it's, 
it's not about the how and worrying because then you're just focused on your past experiences. But I absolutely love when you, because that's what I tell my clients, like write a list of all the possible things that you can make money, even though you're not going to go and do it. Like, yes, you can go babysit. Yes, you can go walk the dog. Yes, you can go and be a waitress. You're not going to do that, but just see how many possibilities are there and how much money is there circulating that can come to you and I love, love, love that you said that write down like list of the things, how you can make money without you physically doing something. Because so very often we think that hard work equals money, which is not true. And I told you, like, I work less than I ever worked before. I work two days a week and, you know, we have multiple five figure months. And this is something that I could not even dream about like five years ago, you know, so Create a ways and expand your mind in the possibilities and let yourself inspire by others, right? By their traveling, by their doing events, like whatever inspires you, whatever you're curious about, like you're curious about it for a reason, right? So like really expanding, Anita, this is so, so valuable. So what are some of your non-negotiable rituals or routines that you have around money that help you to stay in that abundance mindset? Yeah, I would say the first one is definitely the hardest one, or I don't like to say hardest, but the most challenging one, because it's the one thing that I couldn't get myself to do in the beginning, which is looking at my numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the beginning, that was so difficult for me to do. And my twin sister, she was like the masculine. So she would help me so much with like looking at my numbers. Okay, this is what you're going to pay then. Why don't you move that this day? So that way you're not paying so much. I'm like, oh, I never thought about that because I never look at my numbers. But I wasn't looking at my numbers because I was scared. I didn't want to know how much I was spending, how much I had or didn't have. Um, And so... Paying attention to those numbers is my number one. It's like how I build my relationship. I interviewed um, a man about this and he said, he's like, if I went on vacation for 30 days and I didn't call my wife once, what kind of relationship do you think that we would have? And I was like, "Uh, not good. And he was like, yeah, that's the same thing with money. It's like, you know, you want to have that constant communication just checking in, like not judging like our, our spending, but like being conscious of it and just looking at it. So that's my number one. My second thing is to never let money be the reason why I do or don't do something. Wow. wow. So you're again, my, your mind will start to tell you, well, you don't need that. Well, you don't actually want that. So being able to really pay attention to that and schedule joy, schedule things that I really want to do is so important to me. And I used to get like, feel so bad. Um, Like even if I was in a situation where all these things are building up, I got all these bills to pay, I would still schedule joy because money will flow where there's a desire. And so it's like, it was like when I would plan a trip, like all of these bills would come up right before. And I'm like, oh gosh, these are signs I shouldn't go. But I was like, no, no, these are signs I should. And I really reprogrammed that belief telling me that if I go on vacation or if I sleep, that you know, take a nap during the day, um, that money's not going to come to me. But now I believe that it comes to me more when I'm resting, I'm on vacation. <clears throat> so when I'm on vacation, my video goes viral and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it just always, always happens like that. 
That's amazing. And I absolutely love that, you know, because you're creating space for money to come. Because when we're like working, 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 and it's so interesting because it's all about the belief. You believe that you can make money when you're on vacation. So you do it, right? And I was sharing with my husband like a few weeks ago. I was like, you know what? I noticed that when we are traveling or when we are launching something in that period of preparation and focus, when I'm in my masculine and like head down and doing things, I make less money because I am so focused, right? And I'm not like open and receptive and I don't see. And he was like, is that really truth? Are you creating this belief? I was like, damn, I do. So you see, like we teach about money and abundance and we still have things to expand because I don't want to own this belief. I don't want to believe that if I'm working, I'm making less money. Like mm-hmm. I worked, you know, on the new belief to believe that the the less I work, the more money I make, which is amazing. But then what I realized is when I was working, the money was like on a pause, you know, it's like, ooh. So it's, it's just like, I feel like it's really the first step of awareness. You're like, Oh, I see what I'm doing here. So I feel like it's like breaking it like back, right? Like look at the results you're getting and what beliefs led me here. And it's so fascinating, like become the witness be- like before you become the judger, right? So uh, Anita, this is so amazing, so beautiful. I absolutely love that you post so many beautiful and insightful and valuable things on your Instagram, on your podcast. So for those who are listening right now and they're like, I desire even more abundance and I'm not there yet. What is the one thing you want them to know? Um, That money is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. Dang, that can stink. (laughs) (laughs) So again, if if you're hard on yourself about something that to show yourself more compassion, more Mm. love. And if you have children, kind of think of it in that way, like, when your baby was born, nobody said that the baby needed to dance or do anything in order to feel love. Like you don't deserve that massage because you worked hard. It's just because you're so worthy of anything that you want. And the more that you can really just show yourself that not only through words, but through actions, the more that it's going to amplify. Mm, so beautiful so powerful Anita like I said I love your podcast I love your Instagram is there any other place that you would love to connect with people um definitely find me on Instagram because I live there <laughs> um welcome to- neighbor <laughs> uh talk as well um I always tell people that we my team and I have been working on a quiz so this quiz, uh, if you go through it, it'll help you identify if you have money blocks and which ones that they are. So we're always working on that. We're always trying to like update it. So it really helps when people take that and even give their feedbacks for like the other parts in the questions. But yeah, if you need, if you need to know like where to start, I always tell people to start there. Mm, love it so much. So you're my neighbor. We are living both on Instagram. Thank God that we have a team that are supporting us so we can get some sleep too, right? And get in some pleasurable travels and insights. So Anita, thank you for all the expansiveness you're bringing into the world, all the possibilities and really showing how we can truly live when we stand up for our desires, our beliefs, and rewrite the old ones. And thank you for being here today. Yes, thank you for having me and allowing me to share. 